David said, I sought the Lord. He answered me. And he delivered me from all my fears. Not some of my fears, not a few of my fears, but all of my fears. And I looked to him and I was radiant and I'll never be ashamed. About four months ago, we were in a prayer meeting. We have a prayer meeting on Thursday mornings just to pray for our government for an hour, for our city, for our nation, for our state. And uh, as we were praying, I, I, I began to see this vision. I saw this vision, got really intense. And the vision I saw men, specifically men, were gathered in this big stadium. And my son Jason, in the vision, was teaching men how to be fathers, sons, and husbands. And, and then the vision, you know how weird visions are, the vision changed and suddenly I saw men leaving their homes and they were streaming into the streets all over America. And they were filling stadiums all over America. And suddenly men were learning how to be fathers and sons, husbands. And the vision was so intense that I, I got my phone out and I wanted, in the intensity of the moment, I, I wanted to express the intensity of the moment to my son. So I texted Jason, I said, I had this vision, I'm in it right now. And I, I began to explain the vision to him while it was happening. And he, he doesn't usually text right back, but <laughs> 20 seconds later he texts right back, Dad, I had that same vision four months ago. And as the vision unfolded, I began to hear this voice. In the last days, I'm gonna send Elijah the prophet. He's gonna restore the hearts of fathers to sons and daughters. The hearts of sons and daughters to fathers. And I began to realize like we're in a Kairos moment. Uh, fast forward uh, a month ago. We were, it was Sunday morning and Bill was preaching and he turned to me and said, well, I want you to pray, you, you pray before the, before the, when the worship's over. So I was like, just kneeling at my chair, just like, okay, is there a theme? I could pray about anything, it'll be okay, but do you have a theme? And I heard the word re-entry, prepare for re-entry. And I was like, okay, prayer, prepare for re-entry. <laughs> All of us leaders, you know, like, prepare for re-entry. The Lord is coming back. Okay, what's the date? What's the date? I'm gonna sell some books. What's the date? I'm being a little funny, but I, I really was like, prepare for re-entry, what does that mean? And suddenly, as I was kneeling at my seat, I began to remember the prodigal son's father. Prepare for re-entry. And I, I began to remember the prodigal son's father ran out into the field, saw his son returning home. And he had already prepared for the re-entry. He had envisioned his son a thousand times coming home. And he began to shout, kill that fattened calf. <laughs> Bring the robe, the ring and the sandals. And I realized that the father didn't put the robe, the ring and sandals on him. He told the community to restore him. Put on the robe, put on the ring, put on the sandals. And I began to realize like the Lord's saying, it's time to prepare for re-entry. And as we began to pray that Sunday morning, something powerful happened. And I, I, I thought some of you need to do a prophetic act. You know how Elisha told the widow, like, go get some oil, <laughs> go, get some, go, go, go get some vessels. And, she, and yet she has a little bit of oil and she gets vessels from the whole neighborhood and she pours the oil into the vessels. 
And the point is, is that she gathered, oil, she gathered vessels for oil she didn't have. She prepared for a miracle. And tonight, as I, I was just praying about like, you know, what should we, what's, what's the theme to, of the night? And I felt like the Lord said, it's time for us to prepare for reentry, to prepare our churches, prepare our establishment, because God is about to do something exceedingly abundantly more than you ask or thought. I was alive during the Jesus movement. How many of you, how many of you got saved in the Jesus movement? And I love the Jesus movement and the Jesus people were so amazing because they were hippies. And, and they were the people that culture said, oh, those people, they will never serve God. They're counterculture, dropout, drug addicts. Those are the people who will never come to church. And then Jesus moved on them spontaneously. And first there was hundreds, then there was thousands, and then there was tens of thousands. And they were coming to these churches where people wore suits. And they began to fill these churches. My point is, is that God did something sovereign. And I believe that God's about to do something sovereign again. That there is a, we are alive in a time in, in history that we will tell our great grandkids and God moved and people from all over the world begin to migrate home. We live in the most fatherless generation in the history of the world in which our fathers are alive, but they're not home. Would you grab a hand? Because I believe that we're about to initiate launch. <coughs> we're about to initiate a prayer of launch that's gonna establish, like uh, this is the first gathering of leaders since that prophetic declaration. And I believe that God is going to equip us for reentry. I want you just to pray first for your fellow leader on your left and right. Just begin to pray, Lord, prepare their heart for a massive reentry, for a massive restoration of country. People are saying, the country's lost, morals are shot, families are legislated out. And God goes, oh, you've forgotten about me. Come on, let's pray. Lord, we pray right now that you would prepare us for the miracle of miracles. Lord, that you would prepare us for the miracle of miracles and that you would put your spirit on our fathers, on our sons, come on, on our daughters, and that spontaneously all over America and all over the world, like the prodigal said, he came to himself and he said, I'm going home to dad's house. I pray that fathers would come home sons would come home, daughters would come home, mothers would come home, and that you would restore the family, that you would transform our nation. When people said America's lost, it can't change. God, I pray that you would step on the scene and you would do something no one expected. Thank you, Lord. We release the miracle of miracles in Jesus' name. Let go of hands. Let's just begin to call them back. Let's call them back. 
from the north. We call back our fathers from the north. We call back our sons from the north. We call back our daughters from the north. Come on. We call back our fathers from the south. We call back our daughters from the south. Come on, let's call them back. We say, come home right now. We say, come home right now in Jesus' name. From the east, we say, we call back our fathers from the east. Call back our sons from the east. We call back our daughters from the east. Call back our fathers from the west, come on. Our daughters, our sons, and we pray right now there would be a great restoration of the family in Jesus' name. There would be a great restoration of the family in Jesus' name. There would be a great restoration of family in Jesus' name. I want to tell you the rest of the story. We finished that prayer and three hours later I was on my way home and I got a text message from my from my, my, my grandson, who's not walking with the Lord at the time. And he said, Papa, I need to talk to you. I'm not living right. <laughs> I meet with him on Monday, and well, the short story is, on Wednesday, he's in school ministry. <laughs> so he texts me. He said, Papa, something strange happened to me. I said, good, strange, or bad, strange? He said, I don't know, strange. So I said, come over. So he comes over and he tells me that in school ministry, he's sitting in his seat and all of a sudden he's laughing. He said, I thought I was doing that, so I tried to stop, then I couldn't. So then I was, then I was shaking and I tried to stop and I couldn't. Then he said, I decided I better leave. Then he said, I was stuck to my chair and I couldn't leave. I said, was it good or bad? He said, well, something, something was good. Then a week later, he texted me again and said, hey, Papa, I gotta talk to you, something strange happened to me. I said, good, strange, or bad, strange? He says, I don't know, strange. So he says, my revival group pastor said, why don't we all stay over, whoever wants to, and we'll worship. So he said, so I decided to stay. And, and then all of a sudden, he said, I was worshiping, and, 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 and all of a sudden, I, I, I was in, asleep but awake. And, I, and the electricity was throwing, flowing through my body. And he said, I thought 10 minutes passed, but I, when, I, when I woke up, I looked around and everybody was gone and I was the only one left and two hours had passed. So a girl said, would you like me to pray for you? And he said, oh, I don't care. So he prayed for me and I went down on the floor and I got stuck to the floor and something ripped my chest open and bad stuff came out and good stuff came in. And I'm like, you know what? God was giving us a sign that God is in the reentry. And so I just released this word over you that you would have fathers in your congregation that would come home. I mean, spontaneously come home. That you would have sons and daughters that would reconcile. People you said, well, that, that, that's never gonna work. Marriages where they got divorced are gonna get, I'm telling you, it's by the word of the Lord, like they're gonna remarry. They're gonna remarry, and you're, you, oh, this is Isaiah 60, your sons are gonna come from afar, your daughter's gonna be carried in arms. 
then your heart's gonna thrill and rejoice. This is a good word. Turn to someone and say, this is a good word. And give them a hug before you sit down.